we were just sad of seeing our sisters leave. And many of us wanted to join the Greek world, but really couldn't find a Greek organization that fit our needs culturally and would allow us to sort of express who we are as Native women in a Greek system. And so we decided to go about creating that for ourselves. While it was a way for us to sort of express ourselves, it was also just a a retention strategy for us. We just didn't want to see our sisters leave. And so that's where the heart of Alpha Pi Omega came from. It was a desire to serve the needs that we saw within our own community and do it ourselves. That's Amy Locklear Hertel. She's a graduate of the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill and currently serves as the Chief of Staff to Interim Chancellor Kevin Guskowitz. 25 years ago, Amy was among the founders of Carolina's Alpha Pi Omega sorority. Welcome to Well Said. Carolina's official storytelling podcast. On today's episode, Amy and the other co-founders of the sorority will share a story about their time as students in Chapel Hill. They'll tell us why they founded Alpha Pi Omega, the first historically American Indian sorority in the country. Amy, a member of the Lumbee tribe of North Carolina, enrolled at Carolina in 1993. And we already had the Carolina Indian Circle on this campus that was started in the 1970s. It was also started as a way to retain Native students on campus, and it did create a home for students here as a student organization. But in the early 90s, we were just seeing so many Native women leaving. And so as we looked around, we thought, well, something is still not meeting our needs as Native women. And so Carolina Indian Circle is wonderful, but it may not be enough. And we need something uniquely feminine, female. Um, we needed something uniquely matriarchal that represented our the nature of our tribes, primarily here in the state, but we also had women from Alaska in the sorority. So um, Oklahoma, now we have women from all across the country and even into Canada. But at that time, we knew we needed something from a, from a woman's perspective, a female perspective. Amy and the other students felt like a sorority was the way to provide that female perspective. They sought guidance from Anthony Locklear, who worked in student advising, and Sibby Anderson Tompkins, who was part of the African-American Greek system on campus. And they also involved Alicia Mansfield, an American Indian woman whom they now call Moon Woman. What those three mentors did was really help us think through all the different developmental aspects of the sorority. Greek system clearly was Sibby. Anthony was clearly the policies of the university and navigating that. But Alicia was special because of being Native herself. She helped us think through our identity as Native, Native women, as Indigenous women, the similarities, but also allowing room for growth of differences across cultures and tribes. And so no one tribe is the same. That's why we have citizenship in different tribes. You can only be a citizen of one nation. That's why even though I'm half Kohari, I'm half Lumbee, and I'm only enrolled in the Lumbee tribe. But Alicia really helped us to make sure that we were creating something that was broad enough, yet specific enough to be welcoming of other indigenous nations and allow women to find themselves um, and express themselves within a framework that was unique to who we are. These founders of the sorority are now called the Four Winds. There were four of us that started off the sorority, and we worked very, very closely together. At the time, Christina Strickland, who's now Christina Theodoro, uh, Shannon Brayboy, and Jamie Goins. We each brought something unique to the formation of the sorority, 
I brought an interest in higher ed and promotion of education with Native women and within Native communities. Christina brought a very strong sense of culture forward. Jamie brought a strong sense of uh, spirituality. And Shannon really brought this idea of social connections and um, networking and the sisterhood together. Shannon Brayboy, who now lives in Laurenburg, North Carolina, is also a member of the Lumbee tribe. As one of the four wins, Shannon brought a focus on building community within the sorority. We had the Carolina Indian Circle, which was an amazing organization, which actually brought us together initially. But it was one of those things that we would see each other, you know, once a week, once every two weeks. And we kind of liked to get together very frequently. I just remember going over to sorority sisters' houses and we would cook. You know, that's kind of part of our, our, you know, cultural heritage really is to cook on Sundays or go to church together. And so those are the type of things we wanted a more, you know, a stronger bond, a more frequent bond with each other. Yeah, it was it was very important. And I think that, you know, at the time when, when I, we were at Chapel Hill, Greek organizations were a big deal. They were very active on campus. So we wanted to have something for ourselves, um, something that we could identify with culturally, with our own cultural values and community values. It was very important for us to build that community at that time. Trying to build that sense of community within the organization and going through the process of building the organization itself was a lot of work. We had to establish, you know, all of the the sorority things, the colors and the letters and the symbols and all that. But not only that, we had to figure out our structure, our governing structure and write constitution and, and become incorporated and figure out finances and figure out how, you know, a board and a convention and all those things. It was just a lot, you know, go through the process of getting recognized on campus. We also wanted to make sure we included elders in our process. So we did have an elders council. We invited older women that were respected in our community to come and kind of give us their blessing. And so there was a lot of logistics to it that, you know, I don't even remember having time to think about, okay, well, what's next? For Jamie Goyne Strickland, who's now a school counselor in Pembroke, North Carolina, that sense of community, that sisterhood, was exactly what she needed at that time. The sorority is a divine intervention, especially for me in a time of my life. I was a senior in college. I needed that outlet. I needed that that sisterhood, which I, I, I didn't know at the time I needed it. Looking back, I knew I needed it. Having a sisterhood, women that are like-minded, my age, is priceless. To be able to be around, surround yourself with the people that you can have a conversation with, you carry your passion about the same things, it's priceless. The organization was established in September 1994. It's the first historically American Indian sorority in the country. In the spring of 1995, the Four Winds pledged their first class of sisters, known as the 15 Warrior Women. The history part of it is a bonus. Speaking for myself, at the time, I was in it for the women there. Because that's all I really knew. I didn't know any other natives of the state. 
but I knew what, what was going on at Carolina, and I knew the impact it would have at Carolina. The toughest part for me was coming out in my letters when we first came out on on the yard with our letters on and what that meant in the in the Greek community. I remember it was a bright and beautiful day. We all had our shorts on. We just went about our normal activities and to me that was our, our real our first coming out to to the campus. Since that first pledge class in nineteen ninety five Chapters of Alpha Pi Omega have been established across the state, like at UNC Pembroke, Western Carolina, and North Carolina State University. Chapters of the sorority are across the country, too, like at Oklahoma State University, the University of New Mexico, the University of Wisconsin, Oregon State University, and Harvard University. Within the sorority, the four winds are revered, and Shannon says it's hard to get used to that kind of treatment. It's difficult for me because I still, even though I'm, I'm 45, I still feel as if I'm, you know, in my late 20s and early 30s. And it's kind of hard to see myself as a founder, so to say. Um, I always tell, you know, I meet younger sisters and they're just like, kind of starstruck or in all of the founders and it still is hard to get used to because when we started the sorority we started it because we wanted sisters you know I, it's difficult for me to look at as being somebody who's kind of revered or you know idolized in a way because I did it because I wanted to be I wanted a sisterhood and so I see myself as sisters to all of our sisters but you know I think the legacy that of the four winds is just I think just being a sister I mean you know that's one of the things I, I speak about lots of times when I'm asked to speak is that we've been through the same types of things that they that the younger girls have been through and we persevered and we each have our own stories of, you know, loss and of, of triumph. And, and I just want them to embrace us as, as sisters forever. As far as our legacy, I think it's just maintaining a sisterhood, a strong sisterhood where we're all equal and we all understand each other's journey and struggles and celebrate each other. I feel truly special and honored to be a part of it. But I also feel like that's just what I was brought here to do, part of what I, my journey at Carolina was meant to be. I feel as though I was doing a task that um, I was gifted and talented to do, but not that that's special. I mean, other people are doing some amazing things on this campus every day, and that's what I love about Carolina is you have the opportunity to do that. And so while I was one of the four women that helped found this institute, that helped found the sorority, there are so many more women founding and creating so many other wonderful things on this campus. And that's what's beautiful about Carolina. It creates space for people to do that. The fourth founder, Christina Strickland, who's now Christina Theodoro, is also a member of the Lumbee tribe. She works at the UNC American Indian Center, but was unavailable to be interviewed for this story. If you'd like to learn more about the country's first American Indian sorority, please go to alphapiomega.org. Do you have an idea for an upcoming episode of Well Said? Send us a tweet at UNC. 
or shoot us an email at wellsaid at unc.edu. You can find Well Said wherever you get podcasts. So we hope you'll subscribe to the show and leave us a review. Thanks for listening to this episode. See you next week.